Adrian, you know, always kind of fun to have friends come back, you know, mm-hmm. to have Craig come back in this wonderful book he's working on with our other good friend, Ellen Mullally. Yeah. So tell me, uh, what were some of the key takeaways? What resonated with you in the conversation? Oh, it was actually quite a bit, you know, starting with, uh, you know, I got 40 bosses versus, no, I got this community of support, reframing how we're thinking, which also leads, you know, to one of the things that, you know, that Craig's saying is like, you can't remove emotion from work. Uh, we tend to do that, right? Leave your personal life at the door. We can't do that anymore. Uh, people want to bring, especially our younger employees, want to bring their whole selves. So, so how do we do that? How do we allow them uh, to process what they're feeling emotionally? That was a, uh, really struck me as well, is how you reframe things. And, and, and when he brought Ellen into the conversation, you and I have seen Ellen do this. And the word that really popped out to me there was around emotions is curiosity. Be curious about what's going on. And that takes a little bit of the stress and anxiety away and brings more of that learning part of your brain into that conversation. Yeah, I don't know if I could ever have 40 people on my board. I got to tell you that. I, I, you know, I have a tough time remembering the names of my four kids, let alone 40 board members. And yet again, you know, look at the advantage. I'm surrounded by 40 amazing yeah. people that are here to support me. Right. And that word of support. Yeah. Which I think is yeah. key. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and by the way, if you don't know Alan, um, Alan saved the Ford Motor Company, came in 2006. They're about just about to go bankrupt. And Alan, you know, literally saved one of American icons uh, from going bankrupt, uh, turned them around, retired nine years later. The company uh, just had this, you know, Saul on the road to Damascus kind of transformation, right? So so let's get into a little bit. I, a couple more things that uh, Craig talked about was this idea of, of strengths. If you can use your strengths, aren't you going to be more engaged? Well, of course. And what a, what a great question to ask. You know, what strengths can you bring to help the team? And he mentioned our motivators assessment, which we worked on for many years, built with a team of psychologists. We'll also ask people what they like to do as well, right? Yeah, how can you help? You know, when he said, you know, we bring everybody together and we make these random assignments. We've all been in those meetings, you know. And then afterwards, hey, can I trade with you? Mm-hmm. I hate yeah. doing this. Yeah. That open conversation and, and one-on-one where he says, where do you think you can add the most value? The other thing that jumped out on me was pressure versus stress. Mm-hmm. Pressure being external, mm-hmm. stress being internal. And how do you manage that uh, internal stress and how do you tie it to resilience? It was really a simple formula that really resonated with me. How about you? Absolutely. I like that a lot. And how much pressure do we add as managers when, for example, we always have to have difficult conversations? Um, and what he was saying was, like, prepare for it. Don't just wing it because we tend to do that. And, and ask some anchoring questions. You know, what do I want to get out of this conversation? Um, but also, how can I make it a conversation? How can I listen? How can I... Can I see with curiosity what's going on? Because maybe what I'm seeing is not complete reality. Well, and the thing, the reason I think we wing it is because there are conversations that we put off and put off and put off because we don't want to have them, right? So we find, okay, I finally got to have it. Just come on in and let's, let's, let's do this. And we do very little preparation, which ties into what Elsie said is have the conversation early. You know, we postpone it, we procrastinate, we don't want to do it. And then the problem, what? It just gets worse and worse and worse. So that discipline around 
let me take a minute. What do I want to get out of this conversation? How am I going to approach it? Let me prepare for it, and let me do it right away. It's kind of like you know, rip the bandaid off. Mm. Don't uh, don't do it uh, bit by bit by bit. Yeah. And well, lastly, I, well, lastly, I I think the one last point is this idea of listening, right? Um, that I think is really important. As as I like what he said, we're in a world full of talking, and uh, everybody thinks they're right. Whether you know politically or or you know on many other spectrums that could even more charge than politically, we all think we're right. And and are we just going to listen a little bit? My old dad used to tell a story about uh, you know when he was at Rolls Royce. He says one of his first jobs when he was a young engineer was to walk around one of this really important guy from Rolls Royce, and uh, and there was a the guy on the shop floor and they they called him Sweeps and he pushed the broom you know, and Sweeps saw this really important man being taken on a tour so he ran over there and he wanted to tell him something and he tells this long story. My dad was getting more and more embarrassed. He's in his early twenties and he's you know he says Sweeps sweeps we don't have time for this and that important man from rolls royce said gordon he says uh, you always listen because there's uh. wisdom in everything that you hear and he said he stood there for 15 minutes and listened to this guy and as they walked away he says you know what i picked up this this and this and uh huh. and and so that's the point is we always listen no matter if whether we agree or not there's always something to learn yeah and the back half of that is listen to yourself as well yeah. I, and i thought that was very insightful you know Listen to your body. Do you need a little more sleep? Do you need a little more time? Do you need to maybe, you know, reframe this situation a little differently? Um, you know, take, listen to yourself as well. I think so often we think, oh, I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. <laughs> and we, we don't take the time to step back and say, hey, maybe, you know, maybe it'd be good for me to like eat <laughs> every now and again. <laughs> or sleep. <laughs> or sleep or go for a walk. Well, Craig Dowden, he's got a wonderful book coming out this um a Time to Lead, Mastering Yourself So You Can Master Your World. I'm sure it's available on Amazon, fine bookstores everywhere. Treat yourself to a copy, as you should treat yourself to a copy of our wonderful book, Anxiety at Work. And this is the part, Adrian, where you so brilliantly thank everybody that supports us. <laughs> well, so we have a lot of thanking to do. We want to thank Brent Klein, who's our producer, Christy Lawrence, who books amazing guests, and all of you who listen in. If you like the podcast, please download it, share it. And we'd also love you to join our online community at thecultureworks.ai, where we're creating a safe place to talk about anxiety and mental health at work. Yeah, and if you uh, are looking for some great speakers, I know two. Uh, One would be Adrian, and the other would be me. Whether it's in person or virtual, we love to talk on topics like wellness, resiliency, anxiety, culture, and of course, one of our favorite subjects, how gratitude plays a, a big role in all of those. So give us a call. We'd love to talk to you about your next event. And having said that, Adrian, the big finish, as you always say, is... Well, we want to thank you for joining us again. And until next time, we wish you the best of mental health. 